and the church is us. The Lord had instructed me that in the month of January, from the month of January, this church will study the book of Acts. For God is about to replicate what you read in the book of Acts in this house. I didn't hear you. If you didn't say amen with excitement, it's because you don't know what happened in the book of Acts. I say the Lord said the book of Acts will be repeated in this house. Everything has dispensation. It's not only this house that will experience it. There are pockets of God's people across the globe who have been waiting and seeking the face of the Father. Who have devoured themselves from the earthly things by not allowing the earthly things to override their interest in God. And these people will encounter these things, I'm saying. But anybody who's listening to me, probably here on the internet, if you fell left behind the sin, you can make up your mind to join. God wants us to have a different type of heart to what we have had. There's a time God has permitted the church of God to be religious, but in this time, the Lord is calling for faithfulness to be added to your religion. Of course, to be religious is good, because Jesus said, unless your religion is more than that of Pharisees. In other words, Pharisees have routine, and they are very disciplined to their routine, and they are committed to their routine. And Jesus wants Christians to be like that. But he does not want to, to, be, to copy their hypocrisy, because they are hypocrites as well. And Jesus confronted their hypocrisy, while Jesus complied with their religiosity. Hypocrisy is to say something and do something different. That is hypocrisy. Or to do something different from what is written. Haven't known the written. Now, I want to introduce you back to your God. Look at the book of Acts chapter 9. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord Lord's disciple. So he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to, to the synagogue in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, that is the way of Jesus, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to where? Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus, on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him.
I want every one of us to take this spirit very serious. Everything I say to you, take it utmostly serious. Alright. So this man Saul decided to go and hunt down Christians. If you read the chapter before it, Saul had just administered the assassination of Stephen and applauded those who killed Stephen. And after killing Stephen, he decided now that this is a good thing that will satisfy God. Let me go ahead and kill the rest of Christians. So therefore, verse 3, At the near Damascus, on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now, get up and get into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood where, the men traveling with Saul stood there, speechless. They heard a sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see he could see nothing. So they led him by hand, the hand into, the, into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Underline the word vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he asked. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on street streets and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Now, you had two visions there. The first vision was the vision of Ananias. And Jesus told him in that vision that Paul also has seen a vision and he has seen Ananias. Are we getting together? So as Jesus revealed to Ananias, go to Paul. Jesus has also revealed to Paul who Ananias was. And told Ananias that Paul has seen you come to lay hands on him. There are many things that you get in this. Why didn't Jesus just go to Paul and open his eyes? Why would Jesus tell a man to go and lay hands on another man before he would open his eyes? Think about it. Jesus could have opened that eyes. But Jesus went to Paul and showed Paul Ananias. And showed Paul that Ananias lay hands, came in in the vision and lay hands on him. So he couldn't see physically, but he could, he could recognize Ananias because he had seen him in the vision. Though he's physically blind. And the same Jesus went to Ananias and told him in a vision, this is an open vision, 
This is one of the areas that I have had a big problem in Great Britain because when I came into England, the Church of God in England, when they talk about vision, they have always been talking about imagination. And that had killed the ability of many Christians in England from seeing open vision. So when we talk about vision, they do not understand that the Bible, whenever it mentions vision, is not talking about imagination. It's talking about an open vision like a television screen. You can see a vision in a broad daylight. You can see a vision in the night. You can see a vision while asleep. And that is in the book of Daniel, which is called the vision of the night. I did extensive teaching on this when I was teaching you about vision and fulfillment. Now, but I want us to see how Jesus worked within the church, which we are the offshoots. And I'm saying to you that the Lord told me that next year, this session, this season that you are reading will be restored into the church. I didn't hear your amen. <laughs> Do you know that the season before now was a season of persecution in this story? And Jesus did nothing. And Stephen was caught. And Jesus didn't stop them from killing him. And Stephen was killed. The church of God on earth had passed that session. But the session that we are in now is this session that God will begin to raise our poor. Men who are given mandate to kill us will sing our praise. They will join our team and say, our God is God. Look. If you look at the book of First Samuel, First Samuel in chapter nineteen, there's a story of um, you know Saul decided to go and kill David. All right, because Saul was always tormented by an evil spirit, and David would play for him and stuff like that. But the Bible says here, verse eighteen. When David had fled and made his escape, he went to Samuel at Ramah. Understand this. And told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Naoth and stayed there. What came to Saul? David is in Naoth at Ramah. So, he sent men to capture him. But you know David was with Samuel. The man of God. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying. With Samuel standing there. As their leader. The spirit of God came upon Saul's men. Killers. And they also prophesied. Saul was told about it. And he sent more men, and they prophesied too. Now Saul sent men a third time that my mandate is for you to kill David. But David was with an anointed man of God. He says, and they also prophesied. There is something I want to understand in this link of David. The first thing that is similar to what I read to you was that Paul was going on a mission to kill, and Jesus sabotaged him. In this, Saul 
was going on a mission to kill. And, Jesus, and the Lord sabotaged him. This is the Spirit of God. Now, you know the amazing thing. Finally, verse 22. Saul himself left Ramah and went to the great, to the great cistern of Secor. And he, he asked, where are Samuel and David? Over in Naut and Ramah, they said. So, Saul went to Naut at Ramah. But the Spirit of God came even upon who? On Saul. And he walked along prophesying until he came to Naut. He started prophesying from the boundary. He stripped off his robes and also prophesied in, you know, in, prophesied in Samuel's presence where David was standing. He laid that way until the day and until day and that day and night. This is why people say he saw also among the prophets. In the new year, the enemies of the church will sing the praise of God's people. But understand the principle. You must be under the covering. The unction was because Samuel was presiding over the prophets. Everyone who listened to my voice in the globe must look for their Samuel. There are men in every nation who have not soiled their garments. Look for them. Look for them. The Lord will distinct them in the new year, 2015. Not only them, everyone that is attached to their covering. If you look at there is a connection between the soul of Samuel and David. David recognized Samuel as his spiritual oversight and connected with the spirit of Samuel, so he came under the unction. It is interesting that David was standing with Samuel and he was not prophesying. But the killer came in and began to prophesy. I believe very much that he must have been prophesying about David, how he would take over from him. What will he prophesy? Prophecy is revealing the secret things of God that is yet to come. Your killers have no right to touch you. Those who intend to destroy you have no right to touch you. The more they come near you, by the unction of the Most Holy One, their tongue will change. Let me say something to you. This is the God we serve. If you look at the book of Numbers as well, this is just coming to me now, and I'll finish with you on this act. You will discover that in the book of Numbers 22, somebody just got envious of God's people. Because when God led them out of Egypt, every nation they passed, they destroyed. No nation was able to stand before them, though they were not armed for battle. Because their God was a pillar of cloud by day before them, and a pillar of fire by night before them. But if you look at that scripture, Balak, the king of Moab, decided that, look, let me put a curse on these people so that I can overpower them and destroy them. And he went and called Balaam, who is a very powerful man in the area of cursing. The Bible says that it was a man whose word never fell to the ground. There are two people God used that word for in the Bible. One was Moses. 
for the things of God. But this one is for the things of the devil. And this man Balaam, when each time he opened his mouth to curse Israel, Israel did not know at all that somebody was talking them. Like you and I. You don't know who is talking you. Do you have to know? Not at all. Do you have to care? Not at all. Not at all. Whether demons are stalking you, whether devils are stalking you, whether men are stalking you, is irrelevant. Israel knew not. There is one thing they knew. If you look at that scripture from chapter 23, the Bible says that when Balaam looked at them, he said, I see a people who set themselves apart, who, does not consider, who do not consider themselves as part of the nation. You must stand clear from the United Kingdom. Any nation you are living as a believer, you must stand clear of their culture. You must stand clear of the way they reason. You must be unique. You cannot compromise your faith. If you compromise your faith next year, it's not a very good time for people like that. But if you decide to dwell in the shelter of the Most High, I'll tell you something, next year will be a year that you have never lived. God will stretch out his mighty hand upon his people greater than mortal man have seen. But he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You must stay put. Something is about to happen. Because that's not what I'm teaching on tonight. Let's go back to Acts. Let me show you some things. So Jesus said, verse 11, The Lord told him, Go to the, to the house of Judas on straight streets and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. Did you see that? Prayer. Praying. This is a man who just encountered Jesus. But he's praying. Now, in a vision, which means why he was praying, he saw a vision. A man named Ananias came and placed his hands on him to restore him. We can just say that this is a man who just got born again. Jesus himself got him born again. And Jesus didn't tell him anything. When Jesus met him, he says, go to the city and you will be told. Let me explain something to you here before we move further. If you look at the encounter of Paul with Jesus Christ, Paul was going killing Christians. When Jesus appeared to him, is it not amazing that Jesus did not introduce himself? Jesus says, Saul, why do you persecute me? Look at the response of Saul. Who are you? Lord, listen to me. Don't pray for your enemies to die. Next year is the year of their salvation. Don't pray for them to die. Those who are looking for your life to destroy, the one who gave life to you will appear to them. We'll see many of that. All these ISIS, Boko Haram, they will get born again. This guy will drop their guns and they will preach Jesus Christ all over the world. Funny enough, the same Damascus that is in Syria is where these ISIS are. I think something is about to happen there, man. The same Jesus who appeared in Damascus in the Bible to Paul, he will appear in the Damascus again in this session. You watch out, you will see mystery. 
When Jesus appears to a man, he does not need to tell him who he is. When your maker appears to you, you will know he is your maker. Then he says, I am Jesus whom you persecute. He replied, now get up. Go into the city and you will be told what to do. There are some things the Lord will never tell you. Because those things he has assigned his ministers to communicate it. There are some things the Lord will never do to you. Because he has vested in his anointed. That through him he will manifest this. The church of God must understand the connection, the way heaven and spiritual operates. You must understand. Satan wants people to be rebellious against God's anointed so that they will be caught away from God's commonwealth blessing. It's like a child who tells his father that, uh, I don't need you at the age of 12. How far could that child go? There is something. This is the way God works. I can show you several. When God called Saul to be king, how did he become king? The man of God had to reveal him among his people. When, Joseph, when, when Aaron was to become a, a priest, how did he become a priest? The man of God had to lay hands on him for the unction to rest upon him. David could not reign until so, uh, uh, Samuel anointed David. May the Lord not take you away from your Samuel. Let me say something to you. This new year, 2015, you are going to see a lot of that manifesting. Samuels will stand in their office and their Davids will be manifesting all over the place. And that's why Saul, Jesus never told him anything. But then he went to Ananias and told Ananias, go lay hands on him. Because I have revealed to him that you lay hands on him and he will receive his sign. I love this so much. You will see many more of such. I was so bubbling in my spirit when the Lord was showing me this as in the, in the realm of what we're expecting next year. Then he said in verse 13, Then Lord Ananias answered, I have had many reports about this man and all the harm he had done to your sins in Jerusalem. I'm sure that when, when the Lord was instructed Ananias of our time all over the world to go to the soul of our time, I hope they will not make this mistake. If the Lord said it to anybody, you must go and tell him. He told Jeremiah, tell them what I say. If you are afraid of them, I will terrify you before them. I mean, when I think of that language, I can't understand how God will terrify a man, but it will be too terrible. Look at So, you can see how much Saul is afraid. Let me say this. I repeat myself. The only people today that can fit the position of Saul are all these people killing Christians about. Boko Haram in Nigeria and the ISIS in Syria. Imagine the most anointed man in Nigeria. God said to him, Jesus said to him that tomorrow morning take the next available plane and go to Meduguri and meet the head of Boko Haram. He will ask the Lord that, is it the Lord speaking to me? He will ask for a confirmation from somebody, even if they confirm it, he will say that, I don't think it is so. Because these people have presented, they've been used by Satan so much that they have become a threat to everybody. Their name alone sends 
fear into the spine of everyone. The only thing that can, dis- that, that can derail a nation right now is the news that Boko Haram has arrived in London, then there will be a problem. Or ISIS have arrived, they saw them in Westminster. When, if they hear that, all offices will close. That's the position. We need to understand, the Bible, what happened in the Bible time, is the same thing happening in our time. It's the same thing. This man have heard about Saul. He had had license to kill. It is a legal right for him to do so. High priest gave it to him. No wonder Anania said that, Lord, don't you understand? <laughs> Master, he says, and he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. Now, but look at, but the Lord said to Ananias, thank God for his patience. Go, this man is my chosen instrument or vessel. He is a chosen vessel to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of, of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. I want Pastor um, Josiah, please come over. I want to come and read what I wrote on this Bible and the date I wrote this to the church. You must find your identity in the written word. What is this? 14, 11, 19. Nine. My Rema. In 1999, 11, on, the, on my birthday, 1999, before the Lord took me to heaven, <clears throat> you can take your seat, Pastor. The Lord told me that the next phase of your call, listen and hear, and He showed me the scripture. And it says, this is the rema of your assignments. At that time, I didn't know anybody in any, any part of the world. No. Apart from a TV program that goes on in some countries. This is 1999. But if you look at my crusade from 2007, things shifted. It says, go, go. This man is my chosen vessel, instrument, to carry my name before the Gentiles. And the Lord said that this is my assignment. That is the reason why when I went to, the, after that time, if you look at the, what happened, it, suddenly the Lord sent me into the midst of idol worshippers. And when I move into the midst of idol worshippers, salvation is massive. Miracles is massive because that is my assignment. The same thing with kings. In one meeting, eight kings gave their life to Jesus. Because it is my assignment. You have to find out your assignment for the new year. You must find it out. You see, these things are found out by prayer. It is found out by somebody truly loving God. Somebody asking God, what is your problem? What can I do to help you, God? Someone says no one can help God, but God said, Who shall go for us? Or who shall we send? 
If God doesn't need help, why will he talk to sons of man who shall go for us? You must not be doing things without understanding. Listen to me. There are many Pauls that God will raise in the new year. Some of them may be among you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are a rebellious man for God to raise you. I'm talking about assignment now. We have been rebellious, all of us, before he saved us. Now listen to what God said to this man, Ananias. This is the man that will reach where the rest of you cannot reach. I have not assigned Peter, I have not assigned James to go to the Gentiles. And this gospel of the kingdom will preach all over the world as a testimony. And here, the mission and mandate of Paul was reconfirmed to Ananias. The Lord had told Paul this mission. And he had to confirm it to Ananias. Without Paul telling Ananias. And this is how calling ought to be. This is how ministry ought to be. Vision. He says, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now, let me just finish this. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul. Did you hear that now? What did he call him? He didn't call him Saul. There are some Christians who call themselves by name. It's not so in the Bible. It's not so in the Bible. I will never be deceived by Satan. Are we together now? That's the reason why in this church, we call everybody by brother. All those small children, you see me, when they run to me, I call them by brother, these sisters, these very small kids. In the household of God, you bestow honor one to the other. It is the ordinance of God of heaven. It says, Brother Saul, <clears throat> the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. You cannot set out on the mission of God without being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't afford it. You cannot afford it. When I was reading this scripture, I was so happy. You must be able to identify your life in the written word. So then... Immediately, something like scale fell from Saul's eyes. And he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Three days he has not been eating and no water. The guy had been blind totally. Now, let me show something to you also before we go pray. I love this. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. What was he doing? Being discipled. He spent several days to be taught about the Lord Jesus. You must be discipled before you can disciple others. Don't rush, I tell you. If God calls a man, does he need to be looking for? Does a man need to be looking for ah, when he should do the job? No, I told you. You will never find anybody here. Many in the world work for God. God doesn't want us to work for Him. He wants us to work with Him. 
If you look at the life of Paul here, after Paul, God has called him here. The Bible says that he was with them here, you know, to be a disciple, which he did. He went to Arabia and stuff like that. Then he ended up in the church of Antioch in chapter uh, 13. As a member of the church, he saw Jesus. He ended up as a member of the church. Let me say this to, to you about my personal self. When Jesus appeared to me and called me in February 1984, I was going to um, New Testament Church of God in New Cross. But when I came back on that trip, you know, which I went to, I went to Nigeria to bring my wife so that you know, the church was expecting us. But on my route in Nigeria, I encountered Lord Jesus. When I came back, <clears throat> I had to ask God, where should we worship you? Though I was in that church. And the Lord showed me in an open vision, Oliver Defoe Baptist Church. <clears throat> when I got up and I told my wife that, look, this is what the Lord has shown me today. We are not worshipping there. This is where we are going. I saw the address. I saw the street. And I saw the building. You must see visions. You will see visions. That is how my ministry started. When I got into Olivet, I never told the pastor Jesus appeared to me and commissioned me. I joined the membership in Olivet. But in my joining the membership, I began to do the work I should do. If the Lord has called me, the important thing before God is, what am I doing with it now? So what can I do now? As a member of the church, I took the, the, the list of, of members. I had a pastor. There were about 16 people. I had a pastor. Don't people come to church here? He said they come. They don't stay. So I said, give me the visitor's book. I went home and I prayed over the visitor's book every 12 midnight. Nobody told me to do that. What pushed me to do that is the calling upon my life. If anybody is called at all, he will do something. Now. Now. If you can't do something now, you can never be successful. There are many people all over the world who are not successful. They just tell stories of when God called them. 10, 20 years, they are just in one spot. If a person is in one spot for 10, 20 years, then what is the evidence that he was called? If he was called, certainly he must be doing something different to what he was sent to do. Because the kingdom of God is dynamic. If you walk by visions, you can't miss it. Until the pastor himself said, the Lord told him to ordain me. The, the, the leadership said I should be ordained as a deacon. And he told them, God told him I'm a pastor. So there was a dichotomy among them. And the pastor prevailed. And it was he who now said, now you will be ordained. He now led me through the process of ordination. When God called Saul, he stayed in Damascus learning, being groomed by Ananias and the rest of the team there. Look at what he says there for. At once he began to preach. Look at, following them out to preach. In the synagogue, what was he preaching? What did he preach? Say it again. What did he preach? He did not preach the kingdom of God. Like some people say. I've had a video shortly when someone says that Christians are not supposed to preach Jesus. It turned my stomach. 
terribly. Christians are not supposed to speak about the death of Christ. And he went over there to say that Christians are not supposed to speak about the resurrection of Jesus. That Christians are supposed to be preaching the kingdom of God because Jesus is just the door to enter the kingdom. And he does not matter. That is the highest state of apostasy. Paul got born again. The first thing he was preaching is Jesus is the son of God, not the kingdom. The kingdom of God is inheritance for those who understand Jesus and accepted him and walk in Jesus Christ. You don't walk in the kingdom, you walk in Christ. And kingdom is the benefit. Nobody can teach you the kingdom under heaven. It's impossible. You can only be taught about Jesus himself, who is the king of the kingdom. He is the ethics of the kingdom. He is the governance of the kingdom. He is the character of the kingdom. And he is the kingdom himself. You cannot separate Christ from the kingdom. Then there is no kingdom. He is not just the door. He is the kingdom. Because he says that if I cast out devil by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Therefore, the kingdom of God is the manifestation of Christ upon a man. It's nothing to be taught to anybody. So if you have been believing that kind of lecture, garbage it and trash it. It is apostasy. I wish I had this message long ago. I just heard about it, watched it myself. And I made up my mind that I must let people know the one who appeared to me sent me to preach him. Not the kingdom. He told me, go tell the world about me. And when the world knew him, the inheritance of knowing him is the kingdom. You don't need to teach people about it. This man was teaching about Jesus Christ. This is the scripture. All those who heard him were astonished, not about the kingdom, but about Jesus himself. Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by providing that Jesus is what? Christ. He is preaching only that Jesus is the Christ. Many people don't know him as the Christ today. England needs to know that Jesus is the Christ. Every religious person in UK needs to know that Jesus is the Messiah. Sing it on the rooftop. Preach it in the bus. Let everybody know that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, let's look at verse 31. It says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in number, living in the fear of who? We are going to pray. As we enter New Year 2015, the Lord will arrest those who are troubling the church. And the church will enjoy peace for a while. The Holy Spirit will strengthen 
and encourage the church. And the church of God on earth will grow rapidly. Somebody say amen. I want to stand up on your feet. We're going to pray some prayers from this. The first prayer we're going to pray is this. It says, The church throughout Galilee and Samaria enjoy a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in number. Living in the fear of God. We're going to pray that Father, stretch out your hand of mercy to every soul that stands in the whole world persecuting the church. If you look at Syria, they wiped off a whole Christian village. The news don't talk about them much. They killed them in thousands. Wiped off everybody. They, one of the villages, when I was watching the documentary, they killed 1,000 men in a day. They told the men that we have come as friends. Surrender all your weapons. So the men went in and gave their weapons. The one who escaped is the one that I heard from. Speaking on the television. And then they went. Then they came back and they slaughtered all the men. When they spread them, he fell and dead bodies fell on him. So, by the time they spread all of them, they went around looking for anyone that is still breathing. And they will, they will, they will blow up his head. It's in this, uh, between Syria and, and uh, Iraq. A Christian village. And after they finished, they went to go and arrange for their bulldozers to come and, and then he crawled out of the corpse. We're going to pray, Father, everyone that has raised his hand or gun or knife or axe against a man to remove their head or to kill them and take their life. Lord, in this December, begin to arrest them. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Make Paul of them. People who have raised war against the church of God. People who have been fighting against the saints of God. In every part of the world. Both in Nigeria, in Syria, in Iraq, in Pakistan, in Sudan, Somalia. Name them. In Great Britain. In Great Britain there is persecution against the church, not by gun or knives. Everyone who hates Jesus Christ. Everyone who promulgates laws against the Lord Jesus, arrest them, Lord. Make Paul of them. Make Paul of them. Convert their souls. Appear to them, Son of God. Arrest them so that the church of God will enjoy a season of peace in the year 2015. A season of refreshing will come again. Arrest them, Lord. Arrest them, Lord. Arrest them, Lord. Make Paul of them. Let us see the head of Boko Haram of Nigeria become an evangelist. Let's see all the coordinators of uh, ISIS get born again and become apostles. Preaching Jesus with the same tenacity that they have been destroying. People who have gone from Europe to fight over there. Let them encounter Jesus Christ. 
and begin to preach the gospel of peace. Let them see that Jesus is the Messiah. We do not pray for their death, but we pray for their conversion. That the church of God will enjoy peace. All those who legislate against Christianity in Europe, in America, Holy Ghost arrest them. Holy Spirit arrest them. Father, arise in your mighty hand of mercy. Change their hearts. Let them encounter you like Paul. Let them become the preachers of Christ as the Messiah. We pray thee, O God, people in Africa who have been sold out to Satan, who use human beings for sacrifice, arise in your mighty hand, O God. Let them encounter you next year. Changing their hearts. Revealing yourself to them as the Messiah. Let us begin to pray that God will give their Ananias visions. Raise Ananias across the globe and give them visions of their poor. Reveal to the poor about their Ananias. Let Ananias arise all over the world. In the church of God. As it was in the beginning, so it is now. Let your Ananias arise, O God. Let your Ananias arise, O God. Let us tell the Lord, for with God all things are possible. Shall we pray for strength for the church? It says the church was strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Strength and encouragement by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, strengthen your church on earth. Encourage us, O God. Strengthen your church on earth. Encourage us, O God. We pray especially for those areas that Christians have been destroyed and killed. There are some tonight who are hiding under the rocks because of their killers. Strengthen them, O, by your Holy Spirit. Father, strengthen them by your Holy Spirit. Encourage them, O God. There are some who don't know what they will eat tomorrow. They are homeless because of the gospel of Jesus. Strengthen them, Holy Spirit. Encourage them, Holy Spirit. We pray for them, Lord. We pray for them, Lord. People who have been persecuted for the, for the Lord's sake. In every nation, Lord. In every nation, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let us pray for the church of God in England, which we are part of it. Strengthen us, O God, by your Holy Spirit. It says, and they grew in number, living in the fear of God. Let us ask God, let the fear of God overtake your church. Let the fear of God saturate your church. Take away sin from the midst of your church. Father, we bind every evil spirit that Satan has sent to deceive God's people. We banish them to hell in the name of Jesus. We banish them to hell in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the fear of God return to the heart of your people. Let the fear of God return to your church, O oh God. Let the fear of God return to your church, O oh God. From the smallest to the greatest of them. That we shall fear the Lord with all our hearts. That we shall love the Lord with all our soul. 
Rakale Bosaka Holy Spirit, teach your church the fear of the Lord again. Teach your people the fear of God again. Stop all these false doctrines all over the place. Take away all this hypocrisy from your church. Have mercy, O Lord. In the name of the living God, through Christ's Son, let the number of your church grow in the new year. Strengthen your people, O God. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I don't know how you feel, but let me tell you, when I was young, I'm not old really now, but I mean when I was a little boy, there's a young boy in this church who is picking up like what I was. The boy is like this. At the end of every service, he will come and ask me questions. I will bring him on Sunday to come and talk about what he asked me to the whole church. Small boy like this. So curious about the word of God. Really, when he was asking me questions on Sunday, he was queuing with people. I had to tell the people to, to leave the way. Let me talk to that young boy. Because all the people who are coming to me are asking me for prayer or counsel, but the boy is asking me about the word. Out of his head, a small boy like this, he will read the scriptures and then ask me questions. Like if the Bible says this in this chapter, and it says this in this chapter, why is this conflicting with this? It's interesting. Now we're going to pray. When I was a boy, and my spiritual fathers and mothers would see vision, I would cry. When they asked me, can't you see? Why they are praying and the Lord will visit us in the same room. All of us kneel down and are praying. They are praying and I'm saying, Amen, 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 Amen. That's all I say. And then Jesus will come in. They will be talking with the Lord Jesus. He will be telling them things. Or angels will walk in. Sometimes when they walk in, you will feel the atmosphere change instantly. And the things they tell us, they will tell me that this is what the Lord said, this is what the Lord said, this is what the angel said. It comes to pass without, either you agree or you don't agree. It doesn't matter. It will happen. Not evil things. Like one day I was with my spiritual mother and we were talking. As we were talking, he said, ah, welcome, my husband, welcome, my husband, welcome. He's talking to Jesus. When he was saying that chill came all over me, I sat down. And she started, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And she rolled on the floor before the Lord. And the Lord went. And she said to me, my son, come on, let's clean the house, let's clean the house. Julia is coming. In ten minutes she will reach here. A woman called Julia. This is the situation that is facing her. This is what her problem is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I take the, the, the broom and start. And you know, she's a very finicky woman. She's, ex, she's extraordinarily clean. The, the ground she's telling me to clean is clean, as far as I'm concerned. But she will, I clean it. And as I was cleaning it, she would tell me, quick, 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 go and, throw, go and put the, 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 the uh, brush, put it, put it behind. She's, she's at the door. And we hear, ka, ka, ka. And she had never in life met the woman. The woman heard about her and came for prayer. And when the woman would come in, as she described the woman to the spot on her face, so she would be. 
Tell me. Is it not Jesus who revealed me? The woman will come. All what she told me that Jesus told her that is the problem of the woman. With my ear, I'll be hearing it. And when the woman finished talking, she will not just keep telling her prophecy. She will say, let us pray. Though she had known the solution. Having prayed for the woman, then she now said, woman, listen to the word of the Lord. She will now tell her what the Lord had told her or what the angel has said. And I will weep that you are blind. You can't see. You can't see. What have I done that I can't see? And that is what revolutionized my prayer life and my God-seeking life. Now I see. Not only that, I go on journeys to heaven. Beyond them. I wish my spiritual mother was still alive today. After the Lord met with me, she told me, the Lord will visit you. Because she was among those who prophesied concerning my, my calling before I was conceived. When I was in my mother's room, she told my mother, you are calling that boy. He will be an apostle. He will be based in England. When the Lord appeared to me and called me, one day I went home. She said, I have told you, one of the senior pastors had an issue and went to her. And she said, in the name of Jesus, and the Lord said, no. Tell him, his brother, his junior brother is the one I've given the unction to deal with that. He said, look, just don't worry, let your brother come. And when he told the man, let your brother come, the Lord Jesus told her that I will come in two weeks. He said, two weeks exactly, come, come back, he will come. And two weeks exactly, I was in her house. And he said, well, yeah, we are waiting for you. He said, your brother will soon come in. And the man came in. I would be like people like that. My life should challenge you. Just don't be coming to church. You're coming to church. I told you the Lord took me to heaven. I told you what will happen in, in the economy of the nations. I told you about 9-11. They happened to time. Are you not challenged by that? You should be. All of you in this house. Your heart can never see vision if your heart does not turn to the God of vision. I don't want our religion to be religious. Just following God and singing and it becomes a pattern. I want us to have experience and I want us to have encounter. It comes by the hearts of a man. Not by gifts. He said here, Jesus said to Ananias, go to the house of Judas. He told him where to go address. When, when, we, when this church was to start, tomorrow, next year we'll talk, we'll talk about that. I was in a Wednesday meeting with, with, with some of the members. Some, some of them are still here. And in the service, the Holy Spirit just opened my eyes into an open vision and showed me the address and the building where we will start CFT Church. We were in fellowship, meeting on Wednesdays. And he says to me on that Wednesday, by Sunday, this Sunday, 2 p.m., tell these people to meet you there. We have not gone to the place to ask for the building. This is how this church started. And I told all of them, meet me there at, at, at two. I went to the following day, according to what the Lord revealed to me, and I found the building. Some of them told me they know the place. I said, okay, I haven't been to that area. And I found the building as it was. The first church I went, the same thing I saw it, I told my wife, we will go out, this is the street that we will go, and at the end of that street there is a bridge, after the bridge is a church, a small church, that is where the Lord said we should worship it. This book is not story, it's happening even right now. 
And you are my witnesses. 25, 28 years ago, I tell the story. Today, I'm telling a more story. Because 20 years ago, the Lord did not take me to heaven. But over the past 27 years, I have been to heaven several times. Listen to me. It does not come by gift. It comes by heart of a man. Fathers or sons are like their fathers. You are going to tell the Lord. Jesus revealed address. He still reveals it today. He says, he asked for a man. Go and ask for a man at a straight road. He says, in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias. If Jesus can give a vision to a new convert, and he went to give the same vision to an old convert, ah, he must not pass me by. You will tell the Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord to open your eyes. Philip saw angels. You have the right to see angels. Tell the Lord, change my heart. Change my heart. Give me a heart that will seek you. Give me a sight that will see. I want to see. Let your grace come upon me to see. Work in my heart. Many of us, a lot of things have clogged our mind. Happy things have choked us. Tell God, send your fire and destroy everything that clogged my eyes. I want to see, Lord Jesus. I want to see, Lord Jesus. If you reveal to Ananias and you reveal to Paul, then reveal to me also. Open my eyes also. Open my eyes also. Open my eyes also. Let me see a vision. Let me see a trance. Let me see a vision. Let me see a trance. Open my eyes also. Oh God. By your Holy Spirit. It's amazing. A man who was not filled with the Holy Ghost saw a vision. That is Christianity. Anything less is a plague. Tell the Lord, visit me, Lord, in this month of December. Let me see vision in this month of December. In my dream, visit me in this month of December. When I'm awake, open my eyes to see. Let my heart communicate with you all the time. Let my heart commune with heaven all the time. Let your grace be poured upon me. Let your mercy come over me. Let your grace be poured upon me. Let your mercy come over me. It is time for me to see. 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 Take your hands up and wash my eyes. Let us pray for our hearts to turn to the Lord. Let us pray, God, take the deception out of my heart. Everything that the devil has placed in our attitude that hinders us from God. Lord, reprove them. The Bible says every tree that my father in heaven did not plant shall be pulled out from the root. Things that you inherited that is not of God, may the Lord destroy them. Things that you connected from friends that is not of God, may the Lord destroy them. Everything that the devil has planted that is causing you not to see, may they be consumed with the fire of God. May they be uprooted from their roots. Father, open the eyes of CFT church members. 
Open their eyes, Master. Open their eyes. Pass through the midst of them, O oh God. Let them see the taste of what I'm talking about. Let them see the taste of heaven. Let them see the taste of angels. Open their eyes that their relationship with you will not be by mouth, but will be by encounter. They can see also, and the Lord appeared unto me. Let it be done, O oh Father. Let it be hard to the ends of the earth. What is our testimony? What is our testimony? He appeared unto me also. Let the babies in this church see the Lord. My God, let the cradle see angels. Break every chain, O God. Break every shackles, Lord Jesus. Give me the church, you promise. Give me the church, you promise. A church of power. A church of the apostles. A church that will never be tired. A church that know you. A church that commune with you. A church that operates with angels of God. Materia Makobasa. It is the month of December 2014. For the work you have prepared us to do next year. There is need for angelic visitation. There is need for visions. My God and my King. We worship you Lord. We worship you Lord. We worship you Lord. I want the choir on the podium. Master speak thy servant hear it. Open our ears, O oh God. There is a need for another journey to heaven, Lord, that will comprise many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.